Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review on WAYOLP freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking podcast, Spotify, and SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman freaking Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is Sandy the Sandman freaking Fargus coming from freaking Doug Jordan's garage via the satellite, the, the satellite freaking New York, and then bringing up the rear. We have Doug the Slug himself, Jug Jordan, also via the great satellite in the sky, coming from his own freaking domicile. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And geez Louise, down on my knees, well, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse. Tick-tock, tick-tock, weakers and tweakers, goes the clock. And we are half past midnight. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, the nuclear clock, the great radio war between our weeks in review and Evan Dawson's connections continues. And jeez Louise, down on my knees, no one is safe. I have been at my wit's end, weakers and tweakers and Jeez Louise, down on my knees, I thought it was time to make an offensive strike. We have been spending a great deal of time, weakers and tweakers, defending ourselves, coming up with ways to electrify and crucify Evan Dawson and Jeez Louise, down on my knees, he has slipped past our fingertips at every freaking turn. And he has been casting stones, stones that he saves in his sack, a sack full of stones from drinking milk, kidney stones, weakers and tweakers, and he's got more where that comes from. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I thought I'll make an attempt to cast my own stone. And though I haven't developed any, even though I've been drinking a great deal of milk, I thought I will send him a letter. Informing of him of the impending attack, a threat to be made good upon. And within 36 hours of sending that letter, I was notified at the group home that that letter had been received from Mrs. Malvora, Mrs. Warshbasher. The aides, those that live there, those that take care of us, and they were putting the hammer down upon me. And I realized Dawson had gotten to them. They said to me, you can't be making threats like this. Not to a well-known radio host in the community. And I said, geez, Louise, down on my knees, he got to you. And I looked Mrs. Warsbasher right in her beady little eyes, and I kissed her upon her lips. And I said, I can't believe it's you. Of all people, I can't believe it's you. And that night, I made my escape. And through the crack of a window, with bedsheets tied together. We're on the first floor, but I still, I mean, I had to tie the bedsheets. That's what you always do. I fled in the night. With nothing but my hospital gown on and a rucksack filled with all of my clothes. And I dashed with my butt showing in the breeze as the hospital 
gown flapped open in the wind and made my way to Ortego Grill where I have been staying for the last past several nights in the war room. Jeez Louise, down on my knees just when you thought things couldn't get any worse. I have fled my home, weakers and tweakers. And Dawson is at my tail. I can feel the cold nip of his fingers at my behind. But geez louise, down to my knees, we got a great freaking show for you. Sandy the Sandman, freaking Farkas, Doug Jordan. God bless both of you. Doug, how are you doing? How have you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, uh, thank you for Thank you for the... No, you can go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, while he was asking you, but I do want to go ahead and... I was going to thank for the blessing. Okay, well, I also wanted to thank you for the blessing. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, thank you for the blessing. And God bless you. Uh, no, thank yeah, you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, 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 not, uh, thank you for asking, uh, please stop asking rather than thank you for the blessing. Uh, uh, well, week was, has been, you know, okay. Uh, not much is going on, uh, you know, just working a lot. Uh, unfortunately, uh, because of the accident uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, am no longer uh, allowed to deliver uh, any fish, which is what my job used to be. And now I am loading uh, trucks uh, day in and day out at the uh, freaking warehouse. So it's putting a lot of strain on my back, you know, because, you know, you th- a box full of fish, it's pretty freaking heavy. Uh, and I'm getting tired of freaking lifting those boxes and putting them on the freaking trucks. And geez, Louise, down on my knees just when you thought Doug couldn't smell any worse. Now he's knee yeah. deep in fish guts. Yeah, no, it's that I definitely smell uh, a lot more now that I'm in the warehouse. Yeah, he's become grumpier and freaking stinkier. Uh, it is a freaking travesty, and I'd be, I want to be the first one to admit it. Yeah, yeah. Doug has never smelled worse. And I'm living in a freaking, the freaking war room, which is essentially just the mop closet of the freaking Ortego Grill. So, Doug Jordan, cry me a freaking river. It's bad for all yeah, of I us. Gonna, I was going to ask you about that. Are you going to get in, in trouble if they catch you? Or, you no, know, what's he got the happen? okay. He got the, he got the okay. Yeah. So you filled out some sort of like a field trip form or something and, and you were allowed to leave for a couple of days? Oh, that's a good question. I thought I thought you were asking he goes because we ran it by Larry Brown. We said, Larry, look, uh, Taylor's got a Taylor's got a bunk up with you, uh, the Ortego grill. And he goes and he's like, Bob, boys, I hope you know I don't I don't freaking live here anyway. I said, Well well that's funny you mentioned that because Taylor's gonna have to be living here. Um hope you don't mind if he if he makes uh makes makes do with the freaking mop closet with the war war room and uh but that's a good question. I never asked uh yeah, do the what about the what about the people at the what about freaking Warsh Badger? And and Malfour, yeah. I fled in the night. I don't know. I assume that they when they saw that I had left a trail of bed sheets out the window tied to the freaking bedpost, they knew that I had made my escape. It's essentially yeah. leaving a suicide note. Or of some sort. Although I'd want to continue living, obviously. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is that, uh, I mean, people from freaking escape from that, people go missing from that place all the freaking time. Yeah. Little Larry got went missing. Little Larry, the Arnold, tiny little man. Arnold went missing. Arnold was bit. missing. It's not unusual. Although I am relegated there by a court order, unlike little Larry, Arnold, who were both voluntary. So there's a difference. I don't know what it is. I am not a lawyer. So either way, I am safe. 
That's the important part. I am safe in the war room where I need be. It's a, a mop closet. There's a mop bucket where I can use as a, Larry Brown has allowed me to use as a toilet. And he has also allowed me access to a hose for water and cleaning out the toilet. That is also the mop bucket. Also, I clean the place in the morning. So that's part of the deal. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing? How have you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Wow, well, yeah, a lot of good questions. Uh, first of all, freaking is freaking Dickens. Uh, but before that, I want to get into the fact that I'm, uh, well, I want to thank you for the freaking blessing. Uh, and then I believe your, your follow up was um, did I mention? Um, did I mention? Did, you I mentioned. All right, um, little freaking drunk as well, and uh, and then as far as how my week is going, um, you know, um, uh, Doug briefly mentioned, uh, you know, his back is strained from all the new warehouse work he's doing at the fish place, uh, and um, and I just want to mention that my freaking nostrils are freaking strained because Doug smells like absolute uh, these days. Um, the the fish stink is is really just uh, it's killing me these days. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. I, I, I want to go ahead and give a quick little update uh, that I did go to uh, the doctor um, due to some of my uh, recent freaking injuries uh, cast upon me uh, from the sack of Evan Dawson uh, when he managed to have me electrocuted twice. Um, and I was told that I needed to immediately stop all uh, experiments involving electricity. Uh, so that is uh, another huge freaking blow. Uh, and I have finally, you know, uh, decided that, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's time to start experimenting with some of the other freaking elements. So you are saying that you were unable to master the power of electricity vis-a-vis -vis Dawson and his sack of stones. And you are moving on to greener pastures. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, he, he, he's got me right where he wants me as far as electricity is concerned. Uh, I was not able to electrify everything in my sight, uh, and I was not able to lure him into a puddle that I would electrify. But, you know, there are freaking six other elements out there, uh, in, in the freaking world, and I, and I, and I plan to, to utilize each and every one of them in order to stop Dawson. Such as... Well, you know, the first one, obviously, electricity. Uh, so I got to cross that one off the list uh, per my freaking doctor's orders. But then, you know, there's um, freaking earth, wind, fire, space, mud, sky. Uh, so any of those, uh, you know, I'm, I'm figuring, figuring out little ways to, to maybe uh, manipulate some of those. Uh, and uh, and so far, the only thing that I've that I've been able to figure out was uh, bringing well, bringing fire, uh, but not quite in the way that you would expect. Um, you know, we we've tried freaking fortification, we've tried freaking traps, uh, and now I'm thinking maybe maybe what we need to be doing is freaking infill freaking treason. Yeah, yeah. And when I when I got to the on the list and I saw freaking fire, I thought, oh my gosh, why haven't what it seemed it was right in front of me the whole freaking time. I mean, we got a freaking, we got a freaking doubtfire. This guy, Mrs. Doubtfire, turn him into the a film. woman who becomes a lanny. Uh, no, uh, uh, no. My, uh, my, my, my plan is I freaking dress as a freaking nanny, uh, and I get a job at freaking WXXI, and once I'm in there, I freaking get every, I get my hands on every single freaking document this son of a bitch has, and then he gets fired. 
All right. Yeah, my had a my my had a feeling you were going to be confused by this. Well, I have a question though. How, oh, why would they need? Of course, a, you as well. What? Why do they need a nanny at WXXI? To, what do you mean, Doug? To freaking clean to clean the place. And First of all, Dawson is Dawson is sitting at his freaking desk, perched on top of it like a freaking gargoyle, nibbling at cheese all day. The crumbs are falling all over the freaking ground. Somebody's got to come and sweep up the freaking cheese, Doug. Megan waste in his diaper, Doug Jordan. I mean, the list is endless. So your plan is to dress up like a nanny and then walk in and say uh, and just and just act, start acting like a nanny. You, you're not going to apply for any sort of job or anything like that. You're just going to walk in and, and be like, I am here to be the nanny for the day. We need an offensive attack. I think it's a good yeah. plan. It's the beginning of a of, of a freaking plan, uh, Doug. And, uh, and 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 quite honestly, your your plans have have come up bust as well. What was your first plan? Um, you know, get demoted because all of you let all the fish out of your truck. Uh, wow, you know, yeah. You, I think you should maybe freaking zip your freaking lid. Well, that wasn't a well. plan. It was just an accident. Yeah, no, called an accident. I know it was a freaking not a plan, Doug. If it was a plan, Dawson would be dead. Now, Sandy, of the five elements that you listed, you forgot one, and that is quicksand. And I have been a strong, I have been a big advocate for quicksand for quite some time. I'm putting, I'm putting it on the list right here. Is there a way that we can mobilize quicksand and weaponize quicksand into some sort of, it, it, make it so that we have some sort of quicksand machine tr- gun that fires quicksand? Uh, yeah, no, I have thought about that. Uh, and I have a, quite a few sketches, um, but um, but it's um, uh, you, I think it, I, I fear it would take a man much smarter than I. Uh, but maybe if I maybe if I get you know um, who knows. Uh, what were your I, thoughts on that? Because you said you have a couple of sketches. But how how do you think that was going to work? Well, I can show you my, one of my freaking sketches. Uh, basically, it's a well, it's a, a rather crude drawing of an army man um, holding a machine gun and um there's an arrow pointing to the machine guns and it says loaded with quicksand and then there's a picture of dawson who is the more freaking quicksand bullets keep hitting him the smaller and smaller he gets until he ultimately disappears and then and then at the bottom of the sketch i have that same army man uh, turn the gun onto you doug and blast you with a couple of quicksand bullets and make you disappear and then that same army man walks into your house and makes love to your wife and raises your child so it's a that would be a series of sketches then if there's if you're gonna have actions like that. It's 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 frames. It's several frames on a on a on a piece of paper in a spiral bound notebook, Doug. It, there are basic. They are. It's it looks like Garfield or whatever you want to yeah, call it. it. One like of those. A, it looks like one. It looks like a. It looks like something out of the Sunday Funnies, Doug. Uh, and I, I and I don't know why that is that is of any importance. And when this thing's all over, I'm going to strongly encourage freaking Sandy Fargus to submit those to the the newspaper, or maybe to New Yorker, because I think they're actually quite good. So, well, thank you very much. Thank you for the blessing. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, if you want to call and join the conversation, call five one three nine one four sixty two zero one. You're getting you're, well, you're getting a phone call right now. You just answer the phone. Somebody's calling. They didn't let you finish it. What? Nobody ever calls a freaking our week hotline. Um, caller, you're on the air. This is uh, Sandy. This is Jeez Louise. This is um, <clears throat> this is freaking Taylor the Moslem in Lofton. Wow, he, look, he's he's nervous. He never. We never get a phone call. He's trembling. Yeah, I see him right now. He's trembling. I don't have any notes. This is Mossman 
Lofton. Well, you just said you just calling. He yourself? knows. Well, he knows who you are. He's calling into the show. You could just say. Well, I don't know. I don't want to confuse the guy. Don't say that your name is Moss Man. <clears throat> yeah, this is freaking Taylor the Lofton. All right, it should be fine. You should. You're on the air. Let him speak. <clears throat> Hello, who's this? This is Taylor Lofton. Yeah, hi. I'm looking for a um, Doug Gordon, please. We have a uh, Doug Jordan on the show. Uh, Doug the Slug, Jug Jordan. Some people call him. His real name is Mike, actually. But Doug Jordan, say hello to the caller of the week. Yeah, hello, uh, caller of the week. Do we have yeah. any prizes lying around? What are we gonna do? What are they? What the heck are we gonna, we gonna do for this guy? Uh, believe you me, uh, I, I am owed a prize or freaking two. Um, I'm looking to speak to uh, Doug about a freaking letter that was sent by my uh, lawyer last week. Tadia? No, no, this is uh, this is Kyle. This is Kyle Richards. Tadia's Tadia's identical brother. Well, um, Tadia had you mean Tadia had a stepbrother. Kyle was his stepbrother. No, he he had an identical twin brother, and that's me, Kyle. I mean, that's news to me. You're an identical twin brother. Nobody nobody knew he even had a brother, or well, he said stepbrother, but for weakers and tweakers, Tadia Rishers was a great, beautiful young man who was a co-host of this show, and we lost him recently in circumstances unknown. Kyle, can you fill us in on some of those circumstances? Yeah, well, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here. Let's just say there was a big freaking fire at a certain home in which my brother was a uh, curator of many sexual uh, deviancies. And uh, uh, that's all I'm going to say. And I'm not surprised he never mentioned me. My my brother was a very private person in general. He did not like to share details about his comings and goings, uh, especially his freaking comings. So, I, But the reason I'm calling is because I had my lawyer draft up and send a letter to Mike last week. And, uh, uh, Mr. Jordan, you owe me several thousand dollars. Yeah. I, uh, no, I don't think that I do. Cause, uh, I, you know, I, I, you can't just call in a radio show and say that I owe you several thousand dollars. I, I got the letter, but, uh, you know, uh, I, you kind of put me on the spot here. Uh, well, you know, you kind of put our family on the spot when my freaking brother got cancer, and then you promised to set up a GoFundMe account, and then he kept all the money. Yeah, well, I never, I had never promised to do that. And you could check the tapes because I know I, I, on the tapes I say I'm not doing this. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But I, my brother walked with a cane, sir, and he needs freaking money from you. Well, I mean. I need the money from you because I'm his family and we're owed that money. This is the Tadia's wishes is to have his kinship honored in his death. This is his identical brother. <clears throat> well, I mean, wouldn't it go technically to his parents? I think if he's not married, it would go to his parents before it went to his brother. No. Um, okay. Well, you're just saying that. I, you know. You know. Do I have to? Do I have to call my lawyer and, and ask him? I don't. And also, I don't owe you any freaking. I don't owe him any freaking money. Well, I, I mean, know. hold on. And and, and I mean, Kyle, I'd like to interject uh, briefly if, you, if if you'll yield your time. Of course. Uh, oh, thank, you, thank you very much, uh, uh, Doug. I mean, I mean, I, you say that you say that this, uh, you're being put on the spot, but you did receive 
a letter, uh, and 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 we and we did, and it had a it had a a whole pre and slew of of charges uh, listed right on the letter, um, which uh, you know I I quickly did a few um, uh, calculations, and that I mean it was freaking, I doubt it was really around a hundred freaking thousand dollars. For Uyghurs and Tweegers, last week Doug read the letter live on the air, an itemized letter from a lawyer describing the fees that he owed vis-a-vis uh, -vis the lawyer to vis-a-vis uh, 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 Mr. over here. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I, you can go ahead and write a check for me right now and I'll get out of your hair. Yeah, but I don't owe you. I don't owe Tadia Richer any of that freaking money because I never set up a GoFundMe, and I'm not the reason why he had to use a freaking cane. And also, I don't even think that he's even freaking dead. I honestly, I think that you. I think that's just you. I think that you, it's you, and you're pretending to have being an identical twin brother. What the freaking heck are you talking about? I. Yeah. He. My brother died in a freaking fire. And this is how I'm saddened by your your rudeness and your and your your I, I don't know I'm broken up about this. The lack of empathy. Me, just, yeah, lack of empathy. Yeah, just, it's, just it's pretty money. gross. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Doug. Uh, I don't I don't understand how any of this doesn't exactly uh, check out for you. I mean. He's here. We have uh, the identical twin brother uh, informing us that that Tadia did in fact uh, burn in a fire, uh, and then you know what we also have is the fact that I had freaking ashes. I had freaking ashes in my possession, uh, and if the man burned, then that would then that freaking checks out because I had freaking ashes, Doug. I had I had freaking ashes that we freaking scattered. Yeah, but you just burned stuff in a garbage can in, in the garage, and then you just used those and said they were the ashes. Well, maybe some of the remains weren't fully burned, so Sandy had to finish it because there was a pieces of bone or maybe a, a dental records. Sandy, thank you. Uh, thank you for the blessing. And thank you for, for freaking honoring my late brother. Uh, it was a pleasure. So Kyle Risher, brother mm -hmm. of Tadia, mm -hmm. son of Thomas Risher. Let's do a little freaking icebreaker because it would be nice to get to know the brother of Tadia that we never knew. Absolutely. It's just the same guy. It's just the same guy. And I don't think that it's the brother. It would be nice, Doug Jordan, for him to get to know all of us as well. So, you know what? I can here. I have had a list of questions in just such occasion, just in case such occasion arises. So... Why don't we go around the circle? The first question is, what fictional family would you most like to join? Sort of just an icebreaker, get us talking, learn a little bit about each other. I'll go ahead. The Jeffersons. Always wanted to be part of the Jeffersons. Also, I'll also say one more. I've been watching a great TV show. It's called, it's about Woody Allen. And I would like to join that family as well. Because then I'd be on a big, big star. It's on HBO right now. So... Doug Jordan, why don't you graciously explain the situation, uh, the fictional family you would m most like to join? Yeah, uh, uh, you kind of put me on the spot. Uh, to, uh, I guess the uh, the Osbournes, you know, with Ozzy Osbourne and and uh, his wife. Uh, Kyle, I just want to I just want to fill you in. Um, I assume you're a freaking first time listener. Uh, this is sort of this is sort of Doug's freaking shtick. Uh, he he says that he's not prepared, and then he gives a half-assed bullshit answer and um and basically we always it's just we're always just trying to keep him in line it's a pretty good uh, sort of uh, repertoire uh, we, we got going on here 
sure. Yeah, my my brother was uh, an expert in radio. I am not, but I would say that this is probably very poor radio coming yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah. that's an, that an astute observation. And Sandy the Sandman Fargus, if you would like to join a fictional family, which one would it be? Uh, this is a freaking um, pretty obvious one. I would definitely uh, like to join the family from freaking Home Improvement. I would rather like to have uh, Tim uh, Toolman, uh, Timmy, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, as my father, uh, and three uh, the, those three guys be my brothers, and my grandpa and my neighbor is uh, Wilson, whose uh, whose face is always obscured by the by the fence. Yeah. Oh. And Al Borland is, is my best friend. Yeah. I would like Al Borland to be my best friend too. His name would be Sandy. And Tadia. I'm sorry. I mean, Kyle, it's bringing back a lot of memories. So, Kyle, you're just you're spitting sound of your spitting and playing with himself with spit as a lubrication brother. So, go ahead, please. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, my freaking fictional family I would like to join would be the Dursleys from Harry Potter. I don't know if you've seen these movies, but it's a family of freaking giant people about the size of Jonah freaking Hill. You might have actually been the son in that movie. Um, they're just giant freaking people and they torture a little boy under the stairs it's freaking hilarious probably the funniest family and you can all you know torture the kid until he teaches you freaking magic yeah yeah, yeah. that's great man that was a good that's answer great. and Thank i feel you. like i know you already i don't know if we have to complete this list but we'll continue on what celebrity do most people say you look like i will start most people say i look like an aging freaking chris penn so not Chris Penn when he was youthful and handsome, unfortunately, but Chris Penn when he was a little yeah. rounder, a little oafier. Bang, banging on death's door. Yeah. He has gone the way of the dodo, much like your brother and my best friend, Tadia. Doug Jordan, would you care to comment who you look like? What celebrity people say you look like? Uh, uh, uh. You know, I think that somebody once said, uh, hey, you know, you kind of look like uh, Brad Pitt. And I said, no, I don't. But but I appreciate it. And then I looked in my mirror again and I said, you know, I think I do kind of look like Brad Pitt a little bit. Uh, and I and I and that was it. I always thought mm -hmm. you look like Keanu Reeves if you had, if Keanu Reeves had cancer. Uh, OK. You always you kind of look to me like um, uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Gross looking. Like maybe if you if you if you brought that guy in the backyard and hosed him down just a little bit, you kind of look like that guy. You know, I I don't understand it because you know he just says I look kind of like Chris Penn and he goes off on the spiel and then it just goes right to me. Nobody ever gives him a hard time, but as soon as I say my answer, everybody's got to give well, me a freaking hard time. I mean, time. first of all, you said you look like Brad Pitt and he said he said he said you look like Chris Penn, so uh, that is not a flattering person he to look like. I am the. I said I look like the fat, uglier, deader brother of Sean Penn and less famous. I believe I yeah, cut myself down perfectly to size, or blew myself up to size, as vis-a-vis as, -vis as it may be. Sandy Farkas, please. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been told uh, many times that uh, I look like a um, uh, one uh, Joe Pantoliano, um, who's a uh, um, basically plays the scoundrel character in a whole bunch of freaking movies, uh, with a little bit of freaking Joe Pesci, uh, and sort of in the package of Danny DeVito. Um, so. Um, yeah, man, that's um, that's that's just me being freaking honest. I'm not gonna tell anybody I look like freaking uh, George uh, George Clooney over here. Yeah, 
And Tadia Risher, please. Oh my gosh, I did it again. Kyle Risher, Mr. Risher, would you proceed? Of course. And it, you know what? If it's easier, you can just call me Tadia. I understand. It's a it's a tough turnaround. It's a, but I I appreciate the effort. Um, a lot of people say that I look a lot like Owen Wilson, freaking flowing blonde hair, a handsome nose, and a winning smile. Um, and that's that's very flattering to me. Yeah. Well. We can't see it because it's a phone call, so I believe you, of course. And the Thank last you. question is, if what's your favorite decade and why? My my favorite decade, I'm going to go ahead and say 2030 because I love the future, and I love the idea of space and aliens, and I love thing, hovercrafts and, and space planes and lasers and food that, that you put in the microwave very small. You put it in the microwave, it's huge. Got a whole freaking meal for a family of five with just a little cube. So, and you think you think all that's going to happen in the in two thousand and thirty? Well, one could wish, Doug. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, one could wish. But do you actually think that all of that's going to happen by two thousand and thirty? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. I have faith. Okay, I just was asking. Thank you, and your your answer, Doug Jordan. Uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, 1980s 80. That's good. It was a good year. Years. A lot of cocaine, hookers, working on Wall Street, playing with yourself in in a booth and on Wall Street. And you press a button and the screen comes up. You play with yourself. There's a real person on the other side and you treat him like a piece of meat, not like a human being. Well, I was just gonna. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything about playing with yourself. I was just thinking, you know, the music and the and the. the I like a lot of movies that come out from the from the nineteen eighties, uh, and uh, and the color. I like a lot of colors that were used in the nineteen eighties. So that's yeah. why I said it. Yeah, I had nothing to do with playing with myself in a theater. Pee Wee Herman. So, uh, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, your favorite decade and why? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, good freaking question. Uh, as far as the answer goes, I'm going to have to go with the 1980s. Uh, I am a freaking huge fan of the music uh, and the film, uh, both uh, you know, genre films and pornographic. Uh, and uh, I, 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 and I, and I, lo- and I appreciate the feeling of it. Um, you know, sort of the, uh, the the grittiness. You know, um, uh, vis-a-vis. Uh, imagine myself in a in a, in a pornographic vi- uh, movie theater. Um, and I'm lounging, and uh, and I and I have the urge to play with myself. And back in the day, you could just grab a hold and and you can you know really just start freaking playing with yourself. And uh, maybe who knows? Maybe a screen goes up, and there's a guy behind it, and I'm treating him like a freaking piece of meat, and uh, he's doing his thing. And um, yeah, um, 1980s. Yeah, yeah. And freaking Mr. Richard. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the 19 freaking 20s because there was a sexual awakening that decade. A lot of people freaking playing with themselves, playing with each other, and a lot of drinking, even though it was illegal, which, you know, makes it all the more better. It was also um, movies were really starting to become popular around the 1920s. It was a good time to play with yourself in a theater. 
Yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, God bless you for that one. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, a Los Angeles stuntman soaked in bean dip for 24 hours to save his favorite Mexican restaurant, according to Reuters. After a year of pandemic protocols brought Los Angeles-based Los Torres restaurant to the brink of closure, Hunter Ray Barker decided to take matters into his own hands. Quote, we have a golden opportunity to grab the bull by the horns and support local businesses in a big explosive way, and so why not, said the Hollywood stuntman who sat in a kiddie pool full of bean dip for 24 hours to attract diners. Barker's devotion to the all-night eatery went beyond bean dip. Quote, the big thing that people will ask was, what are you going to do when it comes to going to the bathroom, he said. I have a funnel that's connected to me right now, so anytime I have to go number one, that is connected to a bag that's attached to my body. For number two, that's a different story. We'll just have to wait and see. So, geez louise down on my knees. A guy sits in a freaking pool of beans. Doug Jordan made three bean dips this year for the Super Bowl party. And nothing else. Doug Jordan, care to comment on the bean dip? I feel like there could have been a when the in the quote I was thinking there could have been a, some a pun where they said we we have a golden opportunity to grab the bull by the by the beans. That, that I think that would have been good. That's what I was thinking. What, of. what would that even? What would that be referring to? Yes, testicle. Oh, the oysters. Because it's a bowl of bean dip. We grab the bowl. Grab a bowl by the beans. A bowl of beans. What do you mean, like a bowl? Wait, so the pun is with bowl and bowl? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm. Is this normally what happens on this show? I think you have him a little nervous. If I'm going to be honest with you, uh, because this is the way he would talk. He would act around your brother, and he's been coming out of his shell a little bit more recently. And uh, I don't know. I feel like you. Uh, you showing up is. Uh, He's retreating a little bit, like a um, like a like a, um, a force gun on still. Doug, I'll tell you what. You can just pay me the friggin' money that you owe me and my family, and I will be on my way. You won't have to friggin' worry about me ever again. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, Mr. Richards, but uh, Doug Jordan hated your brother. Oh, my God. They hated each other. Well, that I gotta say, so far I've uh, you know I haven't been talking very long, but I I'm, I kind of hate him already too. Well, yeah, I think you're the same guy. And I'll, also, I want for the record, I never I never hated him. I, I there was just things I didn't like about him, so I never said I, I hated yeah, well, I your brother, who was actually you. Well, Doug, I I believe I believe what this, this what it all stemmed from was was just a series of freaking trust issues, you know. And 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 Tadia was was very good at reading people, and I believe that he 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 could see that there was something about Doug that just wasn't quite trustworthy, and uh, and it was because of that they just never really ended up seeing eye to eye, and. Uh, uh, and I believe that is where a lot of their freaking problems uh, uh, came from. Also, you took his job from the gas station. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. You did do yeah. that, Doug. Got him fired for stealing. So well, he got himself fired. What about the bean dip? This guy sat in a bowl full of beans and he made number two in it and nobody could tell. Now, I wonder if there was uh, lining bags of chips and people were dipping it in. But then the guy makes bathroom in there and the next thing you know, they're dipping chips and they're getting half bean, half turd. 
and this guy's eating so much bean, it's just coming out the same consistency as the dip. And was the dip hot, Doug Jordan? Did he sit in this b- b- freaking bath of beans and boil alive just to save his favorite restaurant, Los Torres, in Los Angeles? Now, is it a good idea? Yes. But why not just make a bathtub of beans and give it to the people instead of making bathroom in it? That's my question. And anyone can answer if they have an answer. I don't know if there is an answer. I mean, were people eating the the dip that he was soaking in, or or I didn't I didn't catch that in the story. I didn't know people were eating eating him alive. I think he's a stunt man, so he was the whole thing was that people were gonna freaking eat him alive. And he was gonna survive. And I am thinking now about the classic trick in the movie theater popcorn trick. Cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn, slide your dangly Johnson in, and then your best friend sits next to you, and he reaches in to get a nice deep grab of popcorn, and he's playing with your dangly Johnson. Now, this guy has beans covered all over him, a funnel attached to his dangly Johnson, and he goes, oh, no, you really got to try the beans on the bottom. I saved the, I put the best beans on the bottom. Not only is that where his fecal matter lays, but that's also where his dangly Johnson is. Doug Jordan. And can you really trust the catheter that he built? This guy's sitting in beans and waste. I love this story. I mean, personally, if I saw a man uh, in a in a bathtub of beans, I don't think that I would uh, I don't think I would dip a chip in. I think for exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The the feces and the and the pee pee. Yeah. Last week, a team of researchers from the University of Arizona made headlines after they suggested sending 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon, according to Insider. Sign me up. The project, currently being referred to as a, quote, modern global insurance policy, involves building a, quote, lunar ark filled with 6.7 million sperm and ova samples. According to researchers, the ark would involve shooting multiple payloads to the moon, where the samples would be securely stored below the surface in a, quote, lunar pit. The idea was presented at the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers Aerospace Conference and would act as a failsafe against human extinction in the wake of a global catastrophe. A similar vault already exists in Slavbard, Norway. According to the New York Times, the seed vault there currently holds over a million, quote, crop samples for almost every country in the world. So, geez louise, down on my knees. They're going to send 6.7 million gallons of seed to the moon. If you ask me, they should just freaking tie Doug's garage to a freaking spaceship and blast that thing out there, because that's going to be 6.7 million sperms in there at least. Maybe maybe freaking more. Because you play with yourself that much? And I mean, not just me, Doug. There's a whole. I'm, I'm, I feel Who like else is going in the garage and and freaking pleasuring themselves in the garage besides uh, your friends, like little Larry and the freaking the the hot priest or whatever his name is? Well, hot. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. I'm pretty sure at one point you the said that, priest. this priest is a very hot man. Priest. Um, he was kind of a pot priest, well, to be I honest. Mean, was, I mean, well, Doug, I mean, I mean, Jesus, I mean, putting me on the spot a little bit. Yes, I mean, the priest was, well, I mean, was definitely sexy. Um, I mean, other, and I saw him. And I, mean, I saw him. I saw him. I mean, I don't believe that I've ever said that he was a, that the. I've never said the words the priest was a very hot man. Uh, so I don't appreciate you uh, trying to trying to put me on freaking blast uh, uh, over here. Um, 
But, but to answer your question, he was one of the people who was playing with himself in the garage, yes, as well as me and in Middle Area and Stu Gatz for a, a time there. Uh, Taylor Lofton, I know, has uh, played with himself a little bit. Uh, Tady Richer, rest in peace. I know he, I know for a fact he played he played with himself in there. And, yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And some of his some of his uh, male cohorts, uh, I know that they took turns playing with themselves in that thing during a, a couple of the barbecues where they showed up. Um, and I've told I've told your son, I said, feel free if you ever if you ever get the urge and you're out there, feel free to play with yourself. I'm, I'm I'll stay out of your freaking way. So I don't know if he's ever taken me up on that offer or not. But um, that, that's just a, to name a few of the people that I know that uh, that have played with themselves out there. And I like to imagine that your wife is uh, partaking in, in that as well a few times. Yeah, and geez, Louise down in my knees. I don't think that uh, the male models actually did uh, take turns. I'm pretty sure they did it all at once. So it was a sight to behold, Doug Jordan. Also, for a man in his 70s, Pastor Lewis was definitely a hot priest. So, yeah, very much Louise. so. Especially after he started drinking again and started growing a five o'clock shadow, he had this really this sort of rugged uh, ruggedness to him that uh, that was that was not not hard on the eyes. Let me tell you that much. Yeah, he's very pious looking, Doug Jordan. So, geez, Louise, down in my knees. If they need, if the University of Arizona needs any samples, b- b- feel free. Call five one seven five one three nine one four sixty two zero one. Say our week hotline, and you can get. Uh, we'll send in you know, multiple samples. For multiple specimens, so geez Louise. <clears throat> Last week, a half-eaten sausage offered the missing link to a nine-year-old unsolved burglary case, according to Huffington Post. Police in Germany said that overdue case was resolved when DNA discovered on a half-eaten sausage matched that of a man who had been detained in France over an unrelated crime. According to police findings, the sausage, property of the victim, had been parcelally ingested by the burglar and left behind. Police were unable to identify the type of sausage, but did reveal that it was of the hard variety. The suspect is currently free due to the expiration of the statute of limitations. So, this guy puts a big hard sausage in his freaking mouth, snacks on it, and then leaves it behind, probably because he felt bad about eating another man's freaking nice hard sausage. And he said, I shouldn't be eating another man's hard sausage. He should eat his own hard sausage. I feel like whether or not the expiration of the statute of limitations has come or gone, this man realized the errors of his ways. And he realized a hard sausage should not be taken from another man because it is that man's duty to put that own hard sausage into that thine mouth. And I'm pretty sure this is in the Bible and, uh, and, and swallow the, um, and thine shall not, thou shall not, Take thine sausage, take thy thy neighbor's hard sausage into thine mouth, thy worst sausage. I cannot, I wish Pastor Lewis was here to be honest with you. Because he would be, I know, I'm pretty sure he told me this one. He was drinking. No, I'm pretty sure that if he was here, he would have no idea what the hell you were talking about. I don't think that there's anything in the Bible that says anything about taking the, the man's sausage into thine mouth and, and swallow and whatever the hell you were saying. Sounds like he wouldn't have time to freaking explain it to you anyway. He'd be too busy playing with himself in the garage. Yeah, the, this story is a non-sausage. I'm sorry, this is a... This is, this is a this sausage is a non-story uh, and, and, um, and maybe a story in the Bible, but uh, but I couldn't... I couldn't freaking tell you. Um, yeah, well, and, and, 
I got hey, weren't st- you a priest for a little bit, a pastor? I got a story for you, Doug. Here's one. Don't covet thy freaking neighbor's goat. And we all know what you've done. Yeah, I know. What have I done? You had sex with farm animals. That's all you I'll say. On it. You no, I never did. Well, you coveted a goat. Uh, you, co- covered a, you coveted a goat, uh, a couple of cows. I know for a fact you coveted a pig one time. First of all, I don't live next door to a farm, so I don't know what anybody's talking about. Where, whereas they say my neighbor, uh, and also I, I don't have sex with farm animals. You gotta watch your language. Yeah. Last Did week, anybody else think a missing link was it? You know, because it's a sausage, it's a sausage link. Anybody think about that? Yeah. Well, maybe if you had said that at the beginning, we wouldn't be here now. But, but well, he was talking about the freaking parable of of the the thine sausage and man mouth or whatever. Man should shall not suck upon another sausage of a, of a fellow man. That that's what it was. All right, we got there. All right. Last week, prosecutors said a man in Southern California killed his wife, propped her dead body up on the couch, and proceeded to unwrap Christmas presents with his kids, according to the Associated Press. William Wallace of Anaheim has been charged with the murder of 26-year-old wife Zazel Preston. The incident took place in 2011. Prosecutors contend that Preston died as a result of of a physical altercation on Christmas Eve. According to courtroom reports, Wallace allegedly propped up his wife's dead body on the couch and told the children their mother was drunk. This is a little bit darker than I thought when I had initially wrote it. Now, there have been many times the opposite has happened to me where I have stumbled upon Sandy in a drunken stupor and and his eyes are open, but he does not move and he is not breathing and I say oh my god Sandy's dead one time he was driving a car when it happened uh yeah yeah that I mean it's that's true but um yeah, this is a different yeah this is a different different type of scenario this is a man murders his wife and props her up so he can open up the presents with the children yeah it's a little bit disturbing this uh, this sounded like it was going to be a hilarious freaking movie, like Weekend at Bernie's, but it ended up being much darker than that. Yeah, that is a hilarious movie, though. I'm glad to hear that you like it. Yeah, we talk about Weekend at Bernie's on the show all the freaking time. All the time, we're always talking about Weekend at Bernie's. It's a hilarious movie. Yeah, and Weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah, that one that one is even crazier because you're going, what in the heck is freaking Bernie still doing around? Why hasn't his body started to decompose? Yeah. And in that one, he dan- the the dead body of Bernie dances because there's a spell on it. They cast a, they, I believe they cast a uh, a tropical Hawaiian uh, a spell on the on the body, and he and he dances into the ocean. Comes back, yeah, dances. He doesn't come back to life. Just the body dances into the ocean. One time, Sandy was so drunk he was getting into an altercation with a group of angry bikers and I said this man is dead don't he doesn't know what he's saying he's dead this is the ghost of the man that you think you're speaking to it did not work so no Taylor ended up getting beaten up by those bikers quite a bit actually I had to drive him to the hospital and I was drunk as a freaking diggins I hit a couple of mailboxes on my way there 
also, I have a question. It says that this story took place in 2011. Why, why are we reading it now? Because the because sometimes cases take a long time to be brought to trial. Now, when I did, and I, my eyeball popped out that time when I got beat up by all those bikers. And I am lucky that I still have both working eyes, although one is a bit lazy at times. I mean, you're very lucky that I was there and I was confident enough to go ahead and push that back in with my thumb. I still get dizzy. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking episode of Freaking Our Week in Review. Before we leave you, we have one more segment to get you to. It's Our Week's Guide to Spending Your Stimulus Check. We are going to use the eight category systems analysis to go through uh, one being food, two being shelter, three being clothing, four being toilet, five being cars and motorcycles, six being sports, seven being geography, and eight being miscellaneous. And we're going to talk about how to spend your stimulus check. So without further freaking ado, I'll start number one, food. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. You can never have too much of it. But there is one thing that you could freaking buy with that money that money can't buy and that is a giant uncut baloney log and we have been talking about this for quite some time Doug Jordan has been searching tirelessly for a giant baloney log so that we can make a giant freaking baloney man and so that we can have sex with it and we also want to put it on a freaking barbecue and cook it wait, and get a wait, giant. Yeah, wait. I don't think we ever said that we wanted to. Make I a... know you. You. You mentioned the. Yeah, please don't interrupt me. You mentioned the. You mentioned the giant baloney man, uh, scarecrow that you. And I believe you did mention before that you were interested in having sex with it. But that was. Um, we did not. I, we're just interested in making a big baloney hot dog. You get a loaf it's of a bread, big hot dog. an unsliced yep. loaf of bread, and cut it down the center so it opens up like a hot dog bun. And you put a log of baloney, and then you have a gigantic baloney hot. Dog. Yeah, nobody wants to uh, have sex with a roll of baloney. Well, well hold on. maybe you. Hold on. Yeah, I think he's on to something. I think this sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I mean, you could dress it up any way you want it. It is just a giant baloney man. I mean, Doug Jordan, if you want to make it look like a giant baloney goat or cow or whatever, it, you know, whatever have you, please. But yeah, give the give the sausage back from whence it came. Turn it into a little bologna pig, and uh, well, you know. Yeah, I just again, I'm just real, really interested in making a, a giant hot dog out of a roll of bologna. Well, that is great. Number two is shelter. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, what can you do with your stimulus check in regards to shelter? Um, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe get that freaking um, pressure washer and uh, finally clear out some of the seed in uh, the garage there. Um, but I mean, if if the people and if you know if the people who um, if Elon Musk wants to send all that seed up to space, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll figure out something else to spend with this freaking fourteen uh, fourteen thousand. Yeah, I was thinking maybe fortification for Uyghurs and Tweakers out there. Maybe getting some quicksand pits outside, just to spice things up a little bit. Make sure your enemies know not to trespass upon you. All right. Well, I don't know why you, if you had an answer. I don't know why you bothered asking me. Number three, clothing, Tadia, please. Of course, no problem. And may I compliment you on what seems to be a near-perfect category system. Um, you know, when you get your stimulus check, 
the most expensive clothing is leather clothing of course you're going to want to spend it on a leather jacket leather pants uh underwear with the butt cheeks cut out uh freaking leather jock strap a freaking ski mask with the zipper for the mouth and eyes uh and a ball gag wow i'm getting choked up because that's geez Louise, that's exactly what your brother would have said thank you you are They're the same person you are cut from the same cloth Stadium, uh, Kyle. Number four, Doug Jordan's favorite category, toilet. Uh, okay. Um, I did think about this one a little bit. I was thinking maybe you could, uh, you could get, uh, build some sort of a platform, uh, that your toilet could sit on top of so that it would feel like you were, uh, you know, on top of the world when you were, uh, when you were taking a dump. I think you'd feel like a little kid sitting up there with your legs dangling off the seat, playing big boy on top of the toilet. Yeah, that's also possible. I was thinking that what you could do is build a build a sort of a, um, a hole like, uh, so that when you sit on the toilet, you're actually below the level of, of the bathroom floor. You know, and I, and I imagine, you know, for someone like uh, Tatum, a God have mercy on his soul, I uh, would make him, uh, he used to love, I don't know if you ever heard of a story about this, uh, Kyle, but he used to, uh, he used to, he did the funniest freaking thing. He uh, he went to the bathroom on uh, homeless people. He was up in a uh, he was up uh, hidden in a vent at the YMCA. He lived in the YMCA for a little while, and uh, he he opened up the vent. And um, well, what he did actually was he pooped on the man who was using the toilet. And uh, and boy, we all just thought that was the funniest, just most charming freaking thing. And and that was him, you know. That was uh, that was the kind of thing that he loved to do. Perfectly encapsulates what my brother was all about. Hilarious freaking pranks. Um, and just, you know, it, it got him in trouble. It got him in trouble. That got him stabbed, I believe, if uh, if I remember the story correctly. But uh, and uh, he had to use a cane after that. Um, yeah. But but absolutely freaking hilarious. And I uh, I wish he was here today. Yeah, same. God bless him. Moving on to cars and motorcycles. That's me. So, geez, always down on my knees. Buy yourself a car, buy yourself a motorcycle, or use it for freaking gasoline and fill up the motorcycle and, or the car. Or get your motorcycle license, Doug Jordan. Maybe get a helmet. I already have one, so I wouldn't. I'm one step ahead of the game. Get a motorcycle. I'm living out of the Ortego Grill now. I go wherever I want, whenever I want, though I don't have keys. So, at after 10 p.m. when he locks the place down, I am relegated to that mop closet, a.k.a. the war room. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. If you're going to get it, use it while you can, because when night comes, there aren't even any light switches in that mop closet. You need to shut your eyes and try to dream away the pain, Doug Jordan. And that was cars and motorcycles. Yeah. Number six is sports with Sandy the Sandman Fargus. Uh, you can play whatever sport you want. Um, you know, if you got, it doesn't matter. Um, if you get the, if you get the freaking stimulus check um, for 14, 14, 000, uh, here that it, it varies a little bit uh, from person to person. Uh, you can, do, you can do whatever you want. You can play sports. You can not play sports at all if you don't want to. You can watch them on TV. You can keep doing whatever you're doing or change it if you want. Yeah, and Tadia freaking Risher uh, with freaking geography. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say you can spend your money on a ticket to the sexiest place in America, which is, of course, Doug Jordan, Casper, Wyoming. Uh, there's a lot of freaking houses there um, where they do webcam shows and freaking prostitute themselves out. Um, 
I, I can't recommend it enough. It is a bit dreary there, but lots of freaking sex to be had. Well, I hope that's where you end up when you get $1,400. Thank you. And uh, also, however much uh, I'm owed by Doug. Yeah. And Doug Jordan with miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, you, you go to an adult video store and so you could play with yourself uh, or, uh, you know, I mean, maybe. I mean, Doug, with $1,400, you could cover your neighbor's freaking sausage if you wanted to, probably. Yeah, but your dine shall not suck upon the sausage or whatever you said earlier. Now you're learning. Very good. Sorry for interrupting so, you. Yeah, that's fine. It was a hard sausage. The pepperoni. <laughs> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. But Doug, what what have you? What is the 411, the update on the giant baloney roll? Uncut. You know, I am doing my research into it. Uh, there, There is uh, sometimes... Uh, there will be like a red casing around it and that's not edible it's usually plastic so i'm trying to find one that has a is a naturally cased uh giant roll of bologna well we could probably just melt that thing out if we want to do right but i'm afraid the form wouldn't stay full enough yeah we gotta make sure the form is okay yeah do you think it might melt doug jordan well it's made of plastic so i think it would melt yeah I meant the so you're saying the baloney. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's possible. I'm saying if we're gonna if we're gonna try and turn cook a cook it like a freaking hot dog and try and turn it around, I think it's got to hold its freaking form. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole thing's gonna fall apart. But at what point do you have sex with it? Nobody's having sex with it. That's classic, Daniel. Yeah, it's just what you would say. <laughs>